Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell Podcast. In today's show, I will reveal the top 20 bad decisions students make when it comes to college admissions and the consequences of these decisions. And if you wait until the end, I will reveal the common thread that runs through all of them. So if you're a student, please listen closely and consider whether you're making or are about to make any of these bad decisions. And I hope that when you hear the consequences of these decisions, that it will prompt you to reconsider. And I'm not making these up. I hear these stories every day, not only from my PrepWell students and my own children, but from parents that I talk to on a regular basis. And there are many stories that I hear that are a lot worse than the ones I'll share here. So let's consider this installment number one on bad decision-making. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to describe each bad decision, one through 20, and when this decision is typically made, freshman year through senior year, and then relate the consequences of the bad decisions. Let's start with bad decision number one, senior year. I'll wait until I'm sure about exactly which colleges I'm applying to before I ask teachers for letters of recommendation. Bad idea. Consequence? By the time you decide, your request for a letter of recommendation is on the bottom of a pile of 50 others. And by then, the teacher will be so burned out that the chances of getting a strong recommendation will be slim to none. Bad decision number two, sophomore year. I'm going to wait until the spring of junior year to start studying for the SAT. Bad idea. Consequence. When spring of your junior year comes around, you will soon realize that you also have four AP exams, three SAT subject tests, and two finals. Not to mention that you forgot about your final robotics tournament of the year and a spring break trip to visit college campuses, and that you have zero time for SAT study. Bad decision number three, sophomore or junior year. I'll wait until I'm on the highest level club soccer team before I start taking highlight footage. Bad idea. Consequence. You suffer an injury that keeps you off the field for six months, and you don't have any footage to send to coaches during peak recruiting season. Or a pandemic hits, and you can't get any field time, and you don't have any footage of you playing. Bad decision number four, freshman and sophomore year. I'll wait to get a leadership position in my junior year. It's too early to worry about it now. Bad idea. Consequence, you arrive in your junior year, and all of the elected positions in all of the clubs are filled with people who have put in their time over the last two years. No one's going to vote for somebody who just joins the club and wants to be the president in junior year, so you're left out. Bad decision number five, senior year. I think I'll wait until school starts to begin my college essays. 
That way I'll be able to ask my English teacher for help. Bad idea. Consequence? When the beginning of senior year comes around, you get extra stressed out because you find out that your friend group has already done most of their essays over the summer. You realize your English teacher retired. And you have a lot of other competing interests in the beginning of senior year with college applications. And you've decided to apply early somewhere, which means the essays have to be done pronto. Bad decision number six, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. I know it's controversial, but I'm going to repost this questionable meme on my story anyway. Is someone really going to call me out on this in a few years? Bad idea. Consequence, yes, it is very possible that this comes back to haunt you. There are countless cases where this practice has had terrible outcomes. And the more you do this and try to get away with it, the more slippery the slope gets. Especially today, colleges are checking out your profiles at growing rates. Bad decision number seven, all years, freshman through senior. I'm just going to take the summer off. I'll hang out at the beach, travel with my family, and go out with my friends. Bad idea. Consequence. When it comes time to fill out your common application for college, and you only have four activities to fill the 10 available spots, you will be wondering how it is that you have so little to include on your application. Bad decision number eight, freshman and sophomore year. I'd like to enroll in Preppel Academy but I don't have time to listen to a five-minute video lesson every week. I'm too busy. Bad idea. Consequence. You wake up in the middle of junior year and realize that this college thing is actually a big deal, and you start looking for help. You go back to Preppel Academy to sign up, and you find out that the program is closed for juniors and seniors because by then it's too late. And you're sad because you have to figure something else out. Bad decision number nine, sophomore year. I'm not going to bother taking a practice SAT and ACT to see which test I perform better on. I'm just going to take the ACT. My best friend Natalie said it's way easier. Bad idea. Consequence, you struggle on the ACT because you don't like being so rushed. You're not great at doing math problems quickly, and you're much better at reading and you didn't realize that the SAT is much better for somebody with those test preferences. Bad decision number 10, all years, freshman through senior year. I'm going to load up on volunteer work. I've heard that colleges care deeply about the number of hours committed to community service, and I don't want to disappoint them. Soup kitchen, here I come. Bad idea. Consequence, yes, you logged 150 hours of volunteer work, but the truth is, colleges don't care all that much about that. Not that it's a bad thing or that you wasted your time, but in most cases, college don't give you any extra credit because you did volunteer work instead of playing the piano or playing basketball or debating or acting in the school play. They assume that you really enjoy it. And if you didn't really enjoy it, and you were only doing it because your parents forced you to, then you've missed out on some time that could have been spent doing something that you actually cared about, which is what the colleges actually care about. Bad decision number 11, sophomore and junior year. I'm not worried about financial aid right now. I have time for that. I'm only a sophomore. We don't apply for financial aid until my senior year. 
bad idea. Consequence. The period of time that matters when you apply for financial aid in your senior year is the calendar year between your sophomore and junior year. If you're not paying attention to that period of time, your college financial aid opportunities may be severely impacted. Bad decision number 12, freshman. I'm not going to join any clubs my freshman year. I just want to ease into school and have a chill year. I'll have time. Bad idea. Consequence. You give up an entire year of learning more about yourself, learning more about a particular activity or club, connecting with a new group of friends, getting seniority in a few clubs, using that network to get a summer job, interacting with adults or school staff or some other adult supervisors. Trying something out is almost always better than sitting at home and doing nothing. Bad decision number 13, sophomores. I'll wait until senior year to decide whether I want to pursue an athletic scholarship or not, depending on whether any coaches contact me. Bad idea. Consequence. When I hear something like this from a student, I immediately conclude that there is zero chance of a scholarship. For one, except in very rare cases, like if you're an all-American athlete, coaches will not reach out to you. You must contact them. Saying that you will wait to hear from coaches is basically saying that you are not going to play sports in college. For the large majority of student-athletes, if you want to play in college, you need to begin a self-directed marketing campaign by the middle of your sophomore year, at the latest. Bad decision number 14, junior year. I have plenty of time to get my Eagle Scout. I'm only 16. I have until I'm 18. Bad idea. Consequence. I can't tell you how many students I run into who are scrambling to complete their Eagle Scout project days before their 18th birthday. Not only is that a bad use of time for an 18-year-old, but it's most likely the case that you've already applied to college and you were unable to put Eagle Scout on your application. That is a shame. That is a big swing and miss. Bad decision number 15, freshman and sophomore year. Why would I start a LinkedIn profile now? I'm just a freshman. I'll do that later on. Bad idea. Consequence. When it comes time to fill out your college applications in senior year, and the application is asking for all of the great stuff you've done in high school, you've forgotten most of what you've done for the last three years, including the last three summers. There will surely be experiences, awards, special recognition, jobs, and travel that you probably won't remember. Bad decision number 16, freshman year. I'm not so worried about grades this year. I'll pick up my game next year. I have plenty of time. Bad idea. Consequence. Remember, when you apply to college, you have three years of data to work with, freshman, sophomore, and junior year. You don't have any senior year grades when you apply, so if you don't take freshman year seriously, you are sacrificing 33% of your GPA that you will report to colleges in the beginning of senior year. That's a lot. If you screw around freshman year, sometimes it can be very hard to recover. Bad decision number 17, junior year. I don't need to create a test-taking timeline. I have all the dates in my head. Bad idea. Consequence. Spring of your junior year comes around, 
and you don't realize that you have six or seven standardized tests, including the SAT and a few SAT subjects, clustered around an important baseball tournament in Florida. And you wonder how you're going to make this trip with all of these tests stacking up. Without pre-planning these important events, they all come crashing down at once. Bad decision number 18, sophomore year. I don't want to study for the SAT this summer. I'm not even a junior yet. I just want to relax. I'll worry about the SAT next year, junior year, when everybody else does. Bad idea. Consequence. When junior year starts, the last thing you want to do is worry about studying for the SAT. You will be getting rocked with your toughest classes and extracurricular commitments. And the grades that you get during junior year will be the most important of all. Why would you add SAT prep to your already tight schedule? Wouldn't it have been better to study for half of July and all of August and take in the SAT in October and never look back? Bad decision number 19. All years, freshman through senior year. I don't need to seek out help from the teacher yet. Yes, I know I'm struggling, but I have time. Bad idea. Consequence, if you don't reach out to the teacher for help early enough, it might be too late when you do. You don't want to miss key building blocks of learning because you're intimidated to talk to the teacher. Get to the teacher early and often. This will demonstrate to the teacher that you care. Bad decision number 20. All years, freshman through senior year. I'm not worried about the summer right now. I have time. Bad idea. Consequence. If you wait too long, all of the jobs and the internships and shadowing opportunities will be gone. There are many motivated and resourceful students out there, college and high school, and not that many opportunities. If you slow play this, you will get burned. Start looking into summer activities early and often. That's it. That was bad decisions number one through 20. If you guys like this format, I'll create a part two. Let me know in the comments or reach out to me directly. And what, by the way, is the common thread? What's tying all of these bad decisions together? Were you able to pick that up? All of these bad decisions have one thing in common. Waiting, procrastinating, putting things off for later, tomorrow, next week, I'll do it someday. If you find yourself doing this, I hope you pause and wonder if you're falling into one of these decision traps. In most cases, procrastination is a recipe for disaster, not only in the college admissions process, but in many things in life. Which begs the question, why are students making these bad decisions? You know, I would submit that there are two reasons. Either they don't know, or they don't care. So let's go through both of these. Number one, they don't know any better. Many students don't even know that some of these decisions that they're making unwittingly are decisions at all. Some of these things just happen to them because they lack education. They don't even know that these milestones require any decision at all. They have no one guiding them, no one motivating them, no one urging them to act. They simply have no idea what's going on. And these mistakes happen in the background. And as we just saw, they can have long-lasting consequences. And number two, they don't care. There are many students who are aware of these decision points, and they simply make the wrong decision anyway. And maybe it's not 
100% intentional, but they actively make the wrong decision, even in the face of good information. Now, some of this can be attributed to maturity. Some can be attributed to laziness. Some can be attributed to lack of reinforcement or not having a good enough reason to act. Sometimes the teenage brain isn't quite capable of connecting some of these dots or looking into the future. My mission at Preppel Academy is to break through both of these barriers. For one, I want to make sure that every student knows the stakes, that they know the important decision points and the consequences, and that they don't make bad decisions due to ignorance. And number two, for those students who are getting the right information at the right time, hopefully through Preppel Academy and their parents and counselors at school, I want to do my best to motivate students to act in their best interests, which may cut against what their teenage brain is telling them to do. I know this is a tough job because teenagers are in a very vulnerable time in their lives. Many of these things sound scary and intimidating and challenging. And what teenager wants to embrace these things without good reason? Not many. My goal is to help teenagers get over this hump to face these tough decision points and make the right decisions, even when their brain and their friends are doing exactly the opposite. I know this is an ambitious goal, but I've seen the fruits of this labor with many of my prep wellers, including my own sons, who struggle to understand why it's so important. But then they take the leap of faith and they do it right once or twice, and they have success. And that success leads them to take another leap of faith and they get more success. And when this cycle is repeated over and over in small doses, their decision-making skills becomes a force for good in their lives. And procrastination and delaying and waiting and putting off and being fearful and self-doubt, those all become a thing of the past. And being proactive becomes their default mode. If you're a student who wants to know when these decision-critical points are, if you're a parent who wants your child to know when these critical decision points are, please enroll them in Preple Academy, where I give you the heads up on all these things before it's too late. And then it's your job to execute and make the right decisions. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support. If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, or 11th grader, 12th grader in high school that might find this helpful, please share this episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode with a little note from you recommending that they give it a listen. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email. DM me on Instagram. Check out our blog, Facebook. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to prepwellacademy.com and enroll your child today.